some of this, Michael. Be one of us. I said, I'm not gonna hurt you. I'm just gonna bash your brains. No way in the hallway. I'm your host, Phil, and with me as always is Doug. If that's not homemade marinara, get the fuck out of my house. Galliardo, how you doing, buddy? You know, the the Italian sausage recipe is passed down from generation to generation. <laughs> we don't fuck around over here. <laughs> we bring the 100% quality Italian sausage. I don't know what I'm talking about. Hello. <laughs> <What's> the- <laughs> hey, made any trips to the uh, the olive oil store lately? The crushed olive? No, you know what? I've been I've been off that because like <clears throat> I've been cooking with it for so much and it's only like it's really meant to like, you know, just like top off your meals, but I've been like just straight up cooking with it and the taste is so overwhelming <laughs> that I just went back to the uh just to the regular stop and shop olive oil, but they have some solid brands there. Hmm. Alright. Oh the Bragg's the brand? Something like that. Yeah, I, I was scoping them out at the grocery store today, and I was, I was like, man, I need to consult the olive oil king, see what he has to say. <laughs> but hey, you had an interesting question for me uh, before we started rolling. You said, hey, NSYNC or Backstreet Boys? And I said- Not sure how that just popped into my head. I said, I don't know how a lot of things <laughs> pop into your head. <laughs> and I said, BSB. And you were like, thank you. Is that an uncommon answer to say Backstreet Boys? It seems like it is. It seems like people go straight up with just NSYNC because Justin Timberlake is like the overpowering uh, voice in that band, that that boy band, which is now a man band. But no one, no one takes account for the fact that Backstreet Boys brought the funk. <laughs> Their shit is funky. <laughs> you could. <laughs> And 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 they and you know the, both of them have a lot of like you know romantic type of songs here and there. They got a lot of pop hits, but like yo, everybody is a banger. Um, what was the one when they uh, were in the haunted house? That's everybody. Oh okay. When like the dude turned into one of the heroin addicts of that uh, band turned into like a werewolf or something. Um, hey, I think they're all like pretty, uh, you know, on the straight and narrow. They're still touring. They came now. One of one of them was really bad. Oh, well, hey, one out of five ain't bad, you know. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a lot of them. Uh, yeah, they're still they're still touring. They do like arenas and stuff like that. So good for them. Hmm. NSYNC had a lot of creative differences. Justin Timberlake said, "I'm out. I'm more talented than all of you guys." I just know the hits. I'm not a an expert. I've never listened to the deep cuts. You know. You didn't have no strings attached. You didn't have no, any, dude. That came out in like what '99. You know what I was listening to in 99? <laughs> Primer 55. Primer 55. <laughs> fucking follow the leader. Like you didn't this this is how I know my 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 boy band uh my boy band knowledge. Mostly 
for my sister because she was all about that. And not going to lie, I fucked with some Backstreet Boys. I had the Everybody single on CD. <laughs> Hey man, nothing, that's a good song. Nothing wrong that's with still that. Still a good song. But back, no way. Back in the day, at that age, the boy band thing that was like enemy number one. It was like fuck that. I listen to real music, dude. I listen to corn and fuck it. And <laughs> then when they're in their mom's car, when they're when they're driving to McDonald's to get a Happy Meal, and Ricky Martin "Living La Vida Loca" comes on, you know they're bopping to it. Oh yeah, Ricky Martin. That was uh. You know what? Let's get off this topic. <laughs> This is a horror movie podcast. <laughs> We're going down the rabbit hole too far. Hey, you know what? This is just going to be a real loose episode. We're going to shoot the shit. Um, we were supposed to have guests on tonight, but some scheduling conflicts came up, and uh, we'll have to reschedule that. So I was like, well, Doug, let's uh, do an episode anyway and just talk about whatever. Um, it's not like we hate each other to the point where we won't do an episode together. Oh, hey, I would do this... No, no recording at all. <laughs> we have the same conversations, like just on the phone. We don't, yeah, exactly. Which is why no one wants to hear us talk about, you know, KTU in 1995 playing all the pop hits, or maybe they do. <laughs> well, hey, um, have, I highly doubt it. Have you seen anything good lately, Doug? <clears throat> aside from the monsters, um, aside from the monsters, which we have, which we have to get into. Um, what did I watch? I, I really had to think about it because I signed up for Peacock uh, because that 70s show became available on it. And I was like, they were doing a deal where it was like $1.99 for like a year. And I was like, really? It's a fair deal to me. Yeah. yeah. If you want my login, I could give it to you. Yes, please. Um, I'll get it out. Because they're also, they're also doing um, Halloween ends. uh same day theater release as the streaming service. Uh, but I've just been on that 70s show. I do have a stack of movies I need to watch. Uh, but as of recent releases, uh, I, I'm having a really tough time remembering Hey, <laughs> what the fuck I just saw. While you think about it, I got one. Um, I watched The Watcher on Shudder. Oh. Do you know what I'm talking about? It stars Micah Monroe from... Mm-hmm. It follows the always lovely Micah Monroe. It's about her and her boyfriend living in France. And there's a guy in the building across from her that's just staring at her from his window every night. Meanwhile, there's like these serial killings going on. So she's like really paranoid, but it's really well done. I enjoyed it. Great acting. Like it looks great. Good suspense. So was it more of like a thriller or a horror? Because the way the trailer made it seem, it was more along the lines of like a thriller rather than a horror. They're kind of yeah. one and the same, but you know, it always leans heavily towards the other genre. Yeah, I, I would say like 85% thriller, 15% horror. There's, you know, it's it's in, there's some horrific situations. So depends on what your definition of horror is. There's no zombies. There's no that that is true. That is true. There's <laughs> you know. plenty, plenty of ways to describe horror. Uh, not a lot of. Uh, I guess that's what I'm trying to get at. Uh, there's not a lot of just straight up schlocky horror anymore. Just aside from like X and stuff like that, because X I peg as a that is a horror movie. Mm-hmm. Not really a thriller. Not really a drama. It's a horror movie. That's a straight up horror movie. And there's not a lot of them 
at least in the mainstream nowadays, uh, a lot of them tend to go like, you know, family drama thriller type of deal. And a lot of like, um, there's that one movie coming out. I'm sure you saw the preview for it. Uh, it's the menu. Uh, yeah. With Anya Taylor joy. Yeah. They, I, they show it before every movie at the theaters. Yeah. I'm like, if I see this trailer one more fucking time, like I'm not seeing the movie. It makes me not want to see it. <clears throat> So I'm like, it, it, it's just keep, it keeps on playing, but it's billed as a horror movie, but like, it doesn't really, like, it has some horror elements to it, it seems like, but judging from the trailer, it looks like it's going to be more like, you know, uh, goose chase kind of action heavy. Yeah. Well, I like Anya Taylor-Joy, so. Yeah, she's wonderful. Might not go to the theater to watch it, but yeah, it looks pretty good. Hey, I am going to the theaters on the 7th to see a true straight up horror movie do you know what it is because i'm going on the sixth i guarantee it's the same what, movie. terrifier 2 hell yeah dude baby. i'm so stoked i don't know how they're gonna get away with that two and a half hour runtime that's like avengers endgame length dude yeah like what the fuck they better fill out some uh i'm really hoping we get some type of backstory to art the clown because that would be kind of cool although like it's cool to have the mystery but like he's such like an interesting and now it's like paranormal a little bit because from the last movie he got like electrocuted or whatever and he came back to life uh, or some like entity brought him back to life. So that'd be cool to kind of explore that. Yeah, um, I don't want to see like Rob Zombie style. I don't want to see Art the Clown <laughs> eating Cheerios getting yelled at by his <laughs> shitty redneck stepdad and talking about listen here motherfucker you better go to school you piece of shit cocksucker motherfucker like whoa and, okay and that's Rob why Bobby. art never speaks because his white trash dad there you go <laughs> he doesn't art the clown doesn't need to speak he's more of like he's more of like a mime than yeah. a clown but i am like really excited for this movie i it's gonna be i, I can't believe i'm seeing it in theaters you know yeah it's gonna be great. It, it would it would be kind of cool if they did like a double feature of like Terrifier and Terrifier Two. Well, it starts at seven thirty, so I'm not trying to be there until two in the morning. I mean, <laughs> no, no, double features in my mind. They need to start at four p.m. Yeah, for real. Give give you enough of a break to like you know eat some dinner or something like that. The uh, the double features that we have over here at this place that I told you about. Uh, it's called the Cinema Art Center. And Retro Picture Show is the promotion company that, like, puts it on. They start their double features at, like, 10 p.m. I see the first movie and I'm out. Yeah. I can't stay for both. I'm too old. Yeah, I mean, if the second movie ends at 2, by the time you get home, you know, do your routine. You're already wired. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's, that's too fucking late. No. Uh, I, I was never the type of person to hang out... Oh, my fingers smell like bleach. Um, I was <laughs> All right, I was cleaning the bathroom earlier, and I got this soft scrub thing, and I knew I shouldn't have bought it because it said with bleach, and I the bleach always smells like like a public pool to me, like a public pool yeah. like bathroom. It's disgusting, and now my fingers smell like that. Uh, anyway, I just love um, that you let all the listeners know that. That's great. <laughs> Because I went to go like scratch my face and I'm just like, oh god, what the fuck? Um, I know that smell though. I know what you're talking about. I can, 
It's awful. Yeah. <laughs> but continue. Need to, I, I, I wish I had the money to hire a maid, but I, I don't. Uh, then she could handle the bleach fingers. <laughs> um, what were we talking about? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, we were talking about, it get, went from Terrifier 2 to double features. Oh, oh get, I was never the type of person to hang out until, like, you know, wee hours of the night. I always <clears> like <throat> calling it that, like, you know, once midnight hits, I want to go home, I want to be in bed, I want to unwind, I want to eat some snacks, you know? Yeah. I never, I know you had your college days. Oh. you were, you know, yeah. a dirty stay out, hanging out with uh, the ladies, the fellas, some alcohol. Well, doing I, doing what partiers I, do. I've I've had some wild nights. I mean, I saw Allison Chains in concert last Tuesday night, and I looked at my credit card statement today, and I was like, Jesus, <laughs> how much fucking beer did well, you have to drink, Phil? Drink? God, <laughs> what? That's why other downfall of alcohol. It is way too expensive, especially at large venue concerts. Holy shit! You should see the Yelp reviews for the Paramount. Everything is great, but they talk about, ah, the beer is too expensive. Like, yeah, no shit. Traditionally, it's always expensive at a music venue. Drink beforehand. Yeah, I mean, I I get that, but goddamn, like, I mean, it's really expensive. I mean, I'm talking- What did you, did you drink the same beer all night, or did you switch it up? Yeah, I mean, I pretty much drank the same beer, but a 24 ounce is like $14, and then they had the fucking audacity to say, would you like to leave a tip for cracking a beer open? Give it to me. I'll open the beer. Okay. I'm not leaving you 20% to crack a beer. No. You got to always, you tip your bar fenders, bar fenders, bartenders. Jesus Christ. I did a few times. They deserve a tip. They're, they're offering a service. They're handing you the beer. They work off tips, baby. You got to give them some money. I... Look, I'm a Are you are, I'm a great tipper, okay? Always. Yeah, it, you sound like Steve Buscemi in Reservoir Dogs right now. But just for <laughs> hit, like grabbing a beer, popping the top and saying, "Here you go." I'm supposed to give you $3 for that? No, you're supposed to give them a tip because if it wasn't for them, you wouldn't be drinking at the venue. They're actually going behind the bar. They're giving it to you. They keep on giving it to you. No, if you it's buy, a, it's a, a cooler. If you buy a decent amount of beers, it's a cooler. Yeah, they're at like a whatever, basically what? a kiosk kind of looking fucking thing, and they just reach down. They're in the still giving you the beer. You're giving them money. It's transactional. Okay, well, fourteen dollars plus a twenty percent tip for a twenty-four ounce of Bud Light or whatever fucking shitty beer. No. Well, that should be your lesson learned to never drink at a music venue ever again. You're right. Yeah. How how was the set list? Uh, Allison Chains was great. Bush was awesome. I literally sat down for Breaking Benjamin and just scrolled through my phone. <laughs> they are they are awful and they are dickheads, kind of. Sorry for uh, fans of them that are listening, but I'm not into butt rock, so. <laughs> Yeah, there there's a difference between butt rock and just bad rock. Mm. Like there's there's some good butt rock. Three Days Grace has some good songs. Uh, I said some. Oh, some. <laughs> well, I don't know. I guess they put on a good show. At least I mean they were they they played their butt butt rock well. So what did uh what songs did Alice in Chains play? I mean you know all the ones that you would expect them to play. They pull out any deep cuts like it ain't like that or 
Angry Chair isn't really a deep cut, but um, Sea of Sorrow, they break out that. Man, I gotta, I need to look up their set list because I was <clears throat> lots of walking around getting said beers from earlier, just blowing money. Oh, you were like, you were, you were like outside. That was like a festival type of show, yeah, right? Yeah, it was like a pavilion, you know. Okay, yeah, wow. Mm-hmm. How did it? I'm, I'm always curious to know how those shows sell because a lot of those like metal shows that play at like amphitheaters or pavilions or something like that, the back is always like filled with nobody and they like cut the capacity in half because they don't like sell those tickets but oh there were I don't know why those bands don't play <clears throat> theaters there were a ton of people there i don't know the exact oh, numbers but it was a tuesday night and shit ton of people so good for them and good for bush shout out to gavin rostell still killing it yo bush is a good band bush is solid man i i see um, did band. you listen to that new song i sent you no i think i forgot oh, okay I was like, "Damn, okay, brand new Dude, Bush, Bush song. Has this some is solid good. stuff." Yeah, they uh they put on a really good show. They played at the venue um for New Year's in 2016 when I first started. They were dope. They put on a really good show. They closed it out with uh, a cover of the Beatles because it was New Year's Eve. I guess come together was their choice to bring everyone uh, makes together. sense. Uh, it was good. They put on a killer show. Gavin Rossdale has a solid voice. So they open with like a newer song that nobody really knew. Second song they played, Machine Head. Yes. Oh man, the crowd went fucking Love crazy. I was like, got a machine. I was like, holy shit, they pulled so us. Good. They pulled a sneaky on us. They were like, oh, you, <laughs> you thought we were gonna play this last? Psych. Second song. Like that, nah, breaking out the hits. Hell yeah. Right, at, right at the start. Yeah, I think they played Come Down last. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. Do they play um uh what's the other what's the other hit song that they have? They probably played it. Um not Glycerin. I'm not a big fan of that song. Yeah, they did play um, that, but you know what band that I fuck with that I always thought was Bush, but it's not Bush? Uh <laughs> Fuel. Oh, really? They that's a... Fuel has some bangers, man. Is that the band that was Shimmer? like so far away? <laughs> um, again. Yeah, yeah, Hem- hemorrhage, hemorrhage oh, yeah. in my in my hand or in my head. Or in my hands again. I can't with his with his Scott Stapp voice inflection. It's hard to tell what the fuck he's saying. Yeah, I just, that song is bomb. I just know their hits. I don't know any uh, fuel songs. Hey, is this a music episode? Or are we just I, <laughs> shit? We meant to talk about the Watcher, and then it transformed into alcohol fueled, no tipping rage. <laughs> Uh, just to set the record straight, I am a good tipper everywhere I go. Very generous tipper. I'm not that piece of shit, okay? But come on. You know what? I've learned if you have to say you're en- something, enough, you're probably not. Enough that. is enough, okay? <laughs> snuff, snuff. Isn't that a band? Enough's I, enough with like a Z? Uh, I don't know. But hey, enough, enough is, is enough. enough of this uh, music talk. So, Doug, let's all talk. right, let's Look. let's let's pivot. Oh, I got one more recommendation. Have you seen The Patient? Um, have you seen the previews? Everyone for it keeps or anything? telling me to watch that. Steve I know Carell. what it's about. Yeah. So, quick rundown: Steve Carell is a therapist. One of his clients, this young man that is having urges to kill people kidnaps Steve Carell, keeps him in his basement, 
like chains him up by his leg so he can get like one-on-one therapy whenever he wants with him. And that's all I'll really say, but it's very well done. Very suspenseful. Steve Carell kills it because he's great in everything. Um, yeah, highly recommend it. That, it's on that's Hulu. the thing that kind of deters me away from that show. What? Yeah, I keep seeing the previews for it and it keeps popping up on uh, on Hulu. Uh, but I really need to watch it. Um, I need to turn my focus away from my own expectations because I don't. I'm not a fan of Steve Carell like that. I love him, Forty Old Virgin. I can't, he's like one of those actors that like I have a hard time taking seriously, even though he's been in like plenty of serious roles like the Foxcatcher or um, Welcome to Marwin or like other stuff like that. I know he's great, but like, I don't know. It's the same thing with Jason Bateman. I just can't take them seriously. So it like takes me out <laughs> of the show or movie, but everyone says it's great. So I need, I need to watch it. it if, gets... you're, if you're recommending it, then I got to watch it. It gets a thumbs up for me. It's um, I think it's on like the sixth or seventh episode. They're doing the thing where they're, oh, they're just doing the weekly dropping. Yeah, and I was so bummed when I, I made that. it. I love that. Yeah, it's um, kind of frustrating. You're not a fan, but like the anticipation is good because we live in like a want it now culture and we just want to blow through things. And I like the fact that they. I think there's positives. Yeah. To making your show weekly because like it stays in the conversation people are still talking about it stranger things was amazing this last season but like with a show like that it happens so quickly and then it's out of the conversation with like yeah. a show that like happens weekly it's still being talked about there's still articles being written about reviews it, it lets you kind of like gives you a chance to like process the episode yeah in in your own head and like think about it yeah that's a good point um, I still haven't finished Stranger Things. What? I thought you did. I just kind of forgot that, uh, I don't know. Something about it, man. Like, it was a lot better than season three, but I couldn't, like, I think there's just too many fucking characters in that show. Like, um, somebody needs to die already. Like, Hopper should have, Hopper should have been dead few other people the cast is just that's the one too big that's the one that's the one qualm that i have with stranger things a lot of the characters have like that like character armor like they're so beloved that the duffer brothers are afraid to kill anyone yeah which like they need to for like just to make the story better as like dumb as that sounds but like especially if they're battling like evil entities like someone's gots to die yeah Everyone can't make it out alive, like, every time. But I think, um, I think since this is the last season, they're gonna go, they're gonna go pretty hard. I mean, they went, I don't want to spoil it for you, but they did go, they did do a lot of great things in the last season. And, like, the writing, I think it's on par with season one. It's, like, it's that good. Uh, they really, like, bounce back after, my opinion, their weakest season, season three. But it's just, oh. it was just really good. It was just, season four was like really, really good story-wise and writing-wise. But yeah, talk about, you want to talk about too many fucking characters? I'll tell you a show that I'm watching that I am a diehard fan of. And I just hate watch it now because I like need to see it through to the end. The Walking Dead. Oh, okay. Never Dude, got into so, it, man. 
dumb now. Like, the characters just do dumb things, and you're like, you've lived in this world for years. And they even did, like, a time jump. And they're still, like, I don't know. The writers are just, like, making dumb decisions. And everyone has guns, and everyone's pulling guns on each other, and it feels like the born supremacy in the zombie <laughs> apocalypse. Yeah. And it's just like, every, me and my friend, Joe, uh, I think I told you about him, we like do music and stuff. He's like, one of my best homies. Um, we text each other, we're like, yo, what, what's going on? Like, why are we still watching this? Yeah, I tried to get into the first season back in, like, what, 2010, 2011? Yeah, debuted uh, Halloween 2010. Okay. And for some reason, I could just never get into it. It was too dramatic. It was like a drama, and then zombies showed up, and I don't know. Well, that's what the comic book is. It's, like, more of, like, a family drama, like, how far are you willing to go to protect your family and Mm -hmm. all that stuff. With the backdrop being a zombie apocalypse. But I feel like, because I actually made my mom a a huge fan of The Walking Dead, because she hates anything horror related. And I was like, I'm telling you, you're going to love this show. And the first episode, she wasn't necessarily hooked, but the second episode, she was like, all right, I'm in. Did you, how far did you get? I don't remember. I mean, this was back when it came out. So who knows? You're watching like as it premiered? Uh, yeah, I think a friend let me borrow a DVD or something. He was like, hey, you're you're gonna like this. And I was like, eh, not really. Are you like a, are you like a zombie person? Yeah, to some degree. I mean, I've got my, my zombie films that I love. Because like a lot of, a lot of the times I feel like, you know, the more you talk to like, you know, a bunch of people in the horror community and at conventions. I think they're overdone by now. There's not a lot. You can't really bring anything new to a zombie movie anymore. There's a lot of great ones. I I, like, you know, obviously without saying Night of the Living Dead, Day of the Dead and all those. A Dead Pit, I think, is a great, you know, zombie movie that kind of like turned it on its head. It has zombies in it, but Return of the Living Dead, of course. Uh, Return of the Living Dead. I'm not as hung up on that movie as everyone else is. I like I know people are diehard fans of return of the living dead i like it mm-hmm. what, what are your feelings on it um it's a lot of fun uh probably not top five but it's it's probably in my top 20 somewhere top 20 movies or just uh, zombie movies? just uh maybe like top 20 horror movies oh wow all right makes yeah. makes the cut for top 20 yeah, possibly. I've never sat down and made a list. You know what zombie movie I really love that I don't think it gets talked about enough? The Night of the Living Dead remake, 1990. That's a good one. I that's love that one. movie. I mean, Tony Savini. Todd. It's great. Wait, no. That's the one with Tom Savini, right? Am I crazy? Uh, Tom Savini directed it. Okay, yeah. All right, that's the, Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. But, yeah, that's a good one. That's a fun one. Yeah. But, like, yeah, not a lot of things you could do differently uh in 2022 with the zombie movie there was that one um ah fuck i for, i was talking about it the other day train it's, it's a oh, shutter train to train to busan yeah holy shit that one was really good and hollywood is remaking it to do an american version why be, because they can't leave something sacred alone it could be called they need tra- to they need to whitewash it train to jersey <laughs> train to jersey <laughs> 
Train train to San Diego. Zombie Guidos. <laughs> hey, we almost stepped on a fucking heroin needle. We're gonna get fu- hey. Hey, Uncle, hey, that's my that's my neighbor Tony over there. Hey, get the fuck over here. I wanna eat your brains. And <laughs> <laughs> his blood looks like my mother's sauce. <laughs> yeah, make that Hollywood. That'd be that'd be great. I think I think we should make it. Someone should fund this. Train to Jersey. <laughs> fist pumping the whole way. No, like with night, night, night of the living Guidos. Look, when the arm comes out of the grave, it's fist pumping. <laughs> you just see, you see, like the dirt clumps like rising up a little bit, and boom, 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 and it just keeps on rising, and then you see a fist just bump it. There's like club lights glowing underneath the dirt, you know. <laughs> Dude, we have this. We have, we have this. Night of the Living Guidos. <laughs> We got D- Day of the Wife Beaters, maybe? <laughs> Holy shit. Hey, I have a question for you. In The Walking Dead, in those types of shows where it's like apocalyptic, people walking from village to village, looking for survivors and whatnot, how come nobody's riding fucking bikes? You never Like, s- a- like actual bikes or motorcycles? Like, just <clears throat> bikes. You know? Bikes! Um, I guess they can't. Uh, <laughs> what the fuck you <laughs> As soon as you said that, I was like, bikes. <laughs> um, good question. Uh, there's been a couple. There had to be. I right? guess it, you can't look like too much of a badass, like r- rolling up on a huffy with your shotgun on your. But back. like, because if there's a lot of or like a fucking Schwinn, uh, hop on my <laughs> pegs. Let's go. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Because, like, there's no, like, armor surrounding you. If you, like, get caught in, like, a group of zombies on a bike, you're about, you're going to get eaten. Well, it's better than on foot. Right? I feel like you could... I mean, just... I don't know. I would rather be on foot, because, like, you could, like, climb up in a tree or, like, kind of climb things, and I don't know. I feel like... Rollerblades? On a bike. I would... Yeah. (laughs) Let's get physical style? Yeah. (laughs) Do some, like, 80s rollerblade type shit? Yeah, just want to throw that question that'd be, that'd out there. Dope. Um, I would. I honestly wouldn't even like trust a car because like that shit could run out of gas, and if you're surrounded by zombies, you gotta wait. Well, you don't trust. You, hop out you don't trust cars anyway. That's true. I'm very anxious in cars, <laughs> but um, has that always been a just, thing? Uh no. Which is why it's highly annoying to me. Hmm. Because <laughs> I drove to like. I drove to Massachusetts when I was 19 with my friend Eric. Uh, no problem going over bridges, driving for a long period of time. And then all of a sudden, I just got, like, uncomfortable in cars. And I got, like, tunnel vision. And I start sweating. And I can't, like, sit still. I start, like, squirming. I just feel like things are coming at my you know, my like my vision is just like everything's right. going too fast. Like too much. I don't know why. Too much input or something. Like, or you get. Yeah, I don't know. I. Hmm. So you, it never used to. Sorry. Sorry. What were you saying? No, no. Sorry. Um. So you get like almost like a funhouse tunnel effect or something. Like you get. Yeah, I start like breathing really heavy, and my vision gets like really like short, and I kind of have like an existential moment and i feel like i'm out of my body like out of my skin and i kind of freak out damn that's wild yeah not not sure why i need i need a therapist for that 
And I was never in any accident or anything, like any major car accident. All of a sudden, it just happened. And then it kind of spiraled uh, from there. Uh, and occasionally it happens in the passenger seat, too, but I, it's easier to control when you're not uh, driving. Hmm. But it does make me feel uncomfortable, like very uncomfortable. Like I get extremely uncomfortable and I need to like get out. Well, hey, you don't drink, so you save money on beer. You don't blow your money on beer. You don't drive, so gas, car insurance. There you go. And I went through I went through a couple of cars too. I bought a car off Craigslist uh one time. This like 2000 I don't know, 2005 like Jetta. It was like a piece of shit. Obviously, it's from Craigslist. Um, and the dude sold it to me. He seemed like a very nice guy. He worked at a mechanic shop. It was fine. And then one day I was driving to work. Uh, I worked at probably the, it was probably the lowest point in my life. 2012, I worked at Enterprise, that car rental service. And I just like, I just like, you know, cleaned out the cars. I was like the bitch there. Uh, and I was driving it. And I heard like a, and I was like, that doesn't sound good. And it sounded like it was, it was like my car was riding on like flat tires, uh-huh. but, I, but it wasn't. And I looked in like the rear view and the shit was on fire. Holy shit. Uh, so I pulled into the, um, luckily I was near my job and I pulled into like this hotel parking lot. That's like right near there. And I got out and it was, the wheel was on fire. And I fucking run out because I'm thinking, like, this shit is about to go, like, casino, like Robert De Niro when he gets in the car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and someone comes out from the hotel and he starts screaming, like, why you can't leave that here? And I'm like, it's on fire. I'm not staying in it. Sorry. And then we called the we called the fire department and they, like, extinguished it and everything. Damn. No wonder you're scared of cars. That. Yeah, it might be it. Damn. <laughs> But I, I just had bad luck with cars. Um, yeah, you're lucky you don't have any of those weird anxieties. You could drive for like eight hours and be totally fine. Uh, I don't know about that. I did it for VHS Fest. That was like an eight or nine hour drive, but I was not fine. That drive home, I was like, get me the fuck out of here. My body is Were you just done. exhausted? Oh, yeah. Well, we've been... I mean, you were, you were fucked that entire weekend. Well, you know, we are you saw me. Um, we <laughs> had, had a good time. I'll put it like that. Uh, two. Ni- you were you were filthy. T- two nights of you know, lots of partying, sleeping in a tent. So to wake up, break down your tent, load up, and then drive nine hours. It was uh pretty bad. But that's like that's like to me that's like that's like incredible to me that you could like drive eight hours. Yeah, just like straight up. At some like, point, I wish, I wish I could do that. At some point during the drive, you just accept it. You're like, this is awful, but I'm locked in. Like, this is what I'm doing. You just kind of, you stop fighting it and you just accept the suck. So you just get it done. <laughs> <laughs> well, the main, the main goal is to get home. Yeah. There so you go. The, the, yeah, the, the, the quicker you get it done and don't stop, then the quicker you'll be home. Oh shit. Speaking of, uh, <clears throat> you know, the Mahoning. Quick plug, 90s Rewind Weekend, October 14th and 15th. Yeah, yeah. Um, look it up. Great movies each night. Um, 
Drop. What do we got? Nothing but trouble. Drop dead Fred and Drop Dead Fred and uh, Little Monsters on Friday night and Saturdays heavyweights. Good Burger and Angus. Angus, yes. And me and Josh from Lunch Meat VHS will be introducing all the movies, talking about them a little bit before we show each one. So, yeah, get those tickets. I I desperately wish I was going to be there for that. I'm so pissed that I can't. Well, you know, it's not every weekend that Jeff Beck and Johnny Depp come through, Doug, so... That's what you're going to be doing instead of hanging out with your friends, watching movies. I I, I got to be making the money so I could hang out with my friends. I still have <laughs> $200-something dollars in my JetBlue credit. Coming down to North Kakalaki, baby. Hey, there you go. But, um, yeah, get those tickets. Check out the event at the Mahoning Drive-In's website. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, Hey, Doug, you want to talk about the monsters? <laughs> I was waiting for it. Yeah. So, all right. What do you who, who, what do you think, Doug? Listen, I'm listening. I I don't want to completely shit all over it because that's what people expect, and I've I see people are enjoying it, and I'm so, I'm so happy that people can actually enjoy something like that. Like I'm happy that like listen, I fucking hate it. I couldn't stand it, and I and you know, I watched it in full, and I wanted to give it the proper, you know. I was going in open minded. I was like, same, we, yeah. Despite you know ripping the trailer apart, it could subvert expectations and be a good movie. The trailer is just the trailer, you know. So it had me in the first like couple minutes. I was like, you know what? Like, it's not bad so far. Yeah, that was two minutes. And then immediately I was like, all right, this is too, and I know it's supposed to be, it's supposed to be made for kids. It's supposed to be goofy. It's just like, not my type of goofy. Like all the jokes were very recycled and very overdone. And the acting was just like, not good. And I know, why is there a disco vampire? Yeah. Like, do people, like, again, I'm so glad that people enjoyed it. I'm glad that people liked it. But for me, this is my personal opinion. I'm just like, why? Like, this is not entertaining to me. Like, it's it's, kind of, it's corny. And it's supposed, and granted, the Munsters was supposed to be corny, but to me, the true essence of the Munsters was that, like, you know, it's this family that's, like, trying to fit in and they're outcasts Mm -hmm. and they're goofy. But, like, I don't know. There was some soul yeah. in it. You know, it had a good, it had some strong writing and messaging and it was for the time and it's kind of timeless. This is not that it was so hollow and the acting was just so one dimensional and things just happened. There was a deed to the house that the Wolfman was, you know, trying to try trying to sign off to this gypsy woman and then they're getting married, and then there's no like through line. Like things just happened. Yeah, I mean, it was... and I was like, this is just cobbled together. Like, I have legitimate problems with the movie, and I, I, I don't go into a movie not wanting to. I don't want to dislike it, but like, it's just not good. Yeah, I agree with all that. Um, but is this supposed to be for kids? Though, like, who is this for? That's what really that's what I was struggling it. with. Yeah. 
And I, I've seen some people who have, you know, kids that were like my, you know, I put along with my kids and we had a good time with it and it was enjoyable. And that's very cool. I'm glad that you could experience that with like your kids or yourself. And I kind of, kind of dislike this whole thing where like people say, and listen, I, I shit on plenty of movies in the past. You know this. You've shit on plenty of movies in the past. Hey, we all do. Um, we all do. And it's just like not even shitting on it. It's just like we're passionate about it. And we're going to let our or, feelings be known. Yeah, so or like, no, we, there's no reason to sugarcoat it. Yeah, I mean, we just give our honest opinions. Like, if I yeah. don't like a movie, I'm not going to pretend that I did. And in, exactly. any movie that I sit down to watch, especially when I go to the theater to watch it and pay money... I want to see a good movie. I'm not like, oh man, I can't wait to tear this piece of shit apart, you know. Yeah, you don't you don't go in expecting it to be bad or good. You don't know what's going to happen until you see the movie. And it's always good to give movies or anything like a shot for yourself rather than just listen to reviews and opinions and kind of let that drag you down. It's always good to go in with like a clear head mm-hmm. and not listen to anyone's expectations. Um but like when people say like Fuck the haters. This movie's great. Fuck them. Like, yeah. Why? You don't need to say that. Like, I'm telling you that, like, I don't like this movie. I'm so glad other people found stuff to enjoy about it. You know, like, that's what, and that debate to me, again, we talk about this all the time. I love to talk about movies with people who disagree with me or I disagree with them or they disagree with me. Yeah, that's our it's entire a fun podcast. conversation I have. Exactly. <laughs> this is this is the Halloween kills versus malignant <laughs> fight over and over. <laughs> All but like, yeah. I would never say like "fuck you" because you don't like something or you do like something. That's just kind of very dismissive. Like, or you're just labeled like a hater for not liking something. Like, I'm not gonna be like, "Yo, fuck the monsters" because Rob Zombie directed it. Right. I'm giving you like actual things that like I don't like about it. I'm not just saying fuck this movie to be fucking edgy. Well, let's get to some personally of those. in my opinion, it's a shitty movie. Let's get to some of those things. Um Well, here are some positives. Let's let's do some positives. There are some interesting sets going on. Um I the lighting is uh you know, it was supposed to be black and white. I still think this would have played a lot better had it been in black and white, but apparently studio didn't want that. <clears throat> so Rob Zombie went for the very vivid psychedelic look. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it looks like shit. Um, but visually the set piece, set pieces and everything, I guess there's some fun stuff to look at. Here's a negative. Keep the fucking camera still, Rob Zombie. Like, I literally got motion sickness watching this movie. I mean, th- I started it the day after um, I went to that Alice in Chains show. I was a little hungover. And I was like, this is, like, making me sick right now. Because every fucking scene he was zooming in or turning the camera at, like, a 45-degree angle. It's like, Rob... Moving the camera doesn't equal a well-framed shot. Like, you can't just get crazy with it and be like, oh, well, this is artistic and cool. No, and it see, it seemed like, you know, there was too many... There wasn't enough 
pr- producers on this to be like, hey, maybe like it's fine for a couple shots, but let's keep it consistent because it seemed like, and, and it was, it was an experimental project. It's the first time Rob Zombie went out and did like a family friendly type of movie. And you know, I wish there was someone that would have like reined him in because it works for listen, House of a Thousand Corpses and Devil's Rejects are like to me his masterpieces. Yeah, I love like, those movies. The schlocky sure. 80s inspiration is there, the weird camera angles work, but in general, you know, it's pretty it's pretty consistent. This was just like it seemed like we were like voyeurs. Like watching this movie from like afar, he was always filming through things, mm-hmm. like through like the prison cell or through like tubes, like beakers or whatever. In that dude's like uh, that dude's lair, and I I will say this: Richard Brake is too good for Rob Zombie movies. Get him out of there! Yeah, get him out of there! This is the year of Brake. He <laughs> needs to not do this shit. <clears throat> Another positive though, Daniel Roebuck Roback as grandpa um he was great i thought he was he i I, well i mean i couldn't stand anybody in this movie and i like and i like out of all the main characters i think he channeled um the original the best all right okay I will, I will, yes, I agree with that. When it comes to Herman, most tailored to that I, character. I don't know what the fuck. The voice of Herman, whose who's idea was that? He sounded like an eighth grade kid going through puberty. Like, oh, hello, my darling. Like, are you doing Austin Powers? I, it's hard to tell, like, what you're doing. And just, like, it's like, all right, scenery chewing. Like, we get it. We get it. It felt more of like it felt more of a parody of the monsters than like an actual like homage to the monsters. They were like every time they said something, it felt like they were like winking at the camera and going like, "Eh, eh, yeah. the monsters. You see, we're doing it." It's like, no, have a little, bring a little like seriousness to it. They had no chemistry. Yeah, no, Sherry Moon Zombie no and uh, and Jeff Daniels zero chemistry. I did. I per, to me, I didn't feel anything about it. Mainly because, like, I and again, I've said this before. Rob Zombie, I like his directing. I think he's a unique director. He has his own style. Shit, writer. hire a writer. Shit, hire a writer <laughs> yeah. to give you better dialogue because the dude just listen. It's okay to you don't have to do everything yourself. Hire someone who brings like depth and layering to the writing there's none of that yeah and i went back on my thing listen i i hated the first halloween uh his halloween when he came out with it i rewatched it and we talked about this on another episode i'm 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 with it i get i understand now Uh, i like it well i liked it more than i listen if if you disregard every other halloween movie (laughs) It's fine. It's not a bit, you, but you could tell like he loves Halloween from that movie. From from the monsters, I can't tell that he loves it at all, and I know that he does. But it just didn't seem like there was no, I don't know. I just didn't feel any heart and soul in it to me. Yeah. So you weren't a fan of Sherry Moon and her over the top acting. Like what? I don't was she know. Doing? Like, I don't know what was happening. No. Let, 
despite the voice, what is with the hands where she's writing in cursive with no pen in the air <laughs> the whole entire time? It looks like Dr. Evil when he's like, oh, Scotty Don't. Like, <laughs> what are you what are you doing? Hey, Doug. I don't understand. Yes. You want to. How about we watch that um, scene where they sing I Got You, Babe? Oh, I, uh, uh, I, I watched it today. So I was like, we should watch a clip from this on the show. And holy shit, dude. I if mean, you want to throw it on, throw it on. <laughs> I, I got it queued up right here. Yeah, let's let's get this going. I mean, they put this out on, who was it, Waxworks Records? Put out a uh, seven inch yes. of this? Oof. I was um I was confused uh it's especially uh because like Fright Rags did like a Monsters collection and I get it's like a uh like a, cool, a lot of cool imagery and you know a fun licensed collection but bef- I don't understand why they would choose that. All right, Doug, let's listen to this. Let's see how um let's see how much we can take. None of it. Can you hear this? Oh, the, I can hear it. I thought you were gonna play the the video. Oh, here it is. Oh, this isn't the actual, like, video. No, it's like some fan-made thing. Oh. Yeah, can you just turn us off, Ray? Like... That voice, dude. What the fuck? But why? I just don't know why. Like, I kept asking myself why. Ha! What the <laughs> fuck is that? <laughs> Alright, I'm tapped out. Alright, that was bad. I tapped out. I was just kind of just thinking about nothing. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know, man. It is uh it was just not good. Like you said, things just happened. It was I couldn't tell you the plot of that movie if I if I tried. In the way it ended, it was like, "Oh, we're rich." And it was like roll credits. It's like and like that's I, it? They, it seemed like at the end they tried to like do like a like, "Oh, People out there, we're, they don't look like us, but we look like them. But it was such a hollow message. Yeah, and that's like not it wasn't the, like an accepting type of message, which is what the monsters were are not about. Exactly, the original monsters they were a normal family, but they just happened to look weird. So that was like where the humor came from, and they were just these strange looking people fitting in with the people around them. This kind of. <clears throat> that like oh my god these people are dressed normal how horrific that's totally not the message of the original monsters and it's a little the flight cr- attendant also little, looked human it was a little cringe if you ask me it was like oh they're not cool like us we uh, <laughs> or yeah I, don't I, know. I was there was a lot of things that i was questioning in that movie uh and i it's like I I, I don't want to, I feel bad shitting on it, but like I just it was just not a good movie. 
And I'm glad, I'm glad, I'll keep saying it, I'm glad people found something to enjoy with it and, like, didn't take it as seriously, but maybe I'm just a fucking snob, and so are you, because I, I just can't, I just couldn't, like, loosen up and enjoy, like, I just didn't enjoy it. Like, I love stupid movies, like, I, I have, I would like to say we both enjoy a, a wide array of films. Sure. This was not one of them. I, I, I'm sorry, it's a miss for me. It was just not fucking good. And uh, I, I echo your sentiment, Doug. If I'm glad people are finding some enjoyment from it, but I, I, dude, it was like a a torture test to finish it. I had to stop three times. I was like, "Fuck, I gotta like take a break because this is." This it was is rough. yeah. I I I texted you twice. I'm like, "How is it?" You're like, "Ah, fuck." <laughs> yeah. And Holly wanted to turn it off. Like she reached for the remote like four times, and I was like, "We have to finish it." We gotta do it. Yeah, we gotta the, power through the, the pain. The last 15 minutes, I was like, oh, it was like that eight-hour drive from Pennsylvania. I was like, no, you're you're in it. Like, you're gonna fucking do this. You're gonna finish it. Like, it was hard to finish watching this movie. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a trek. It's a trek because at one point we checked the time, and it was only like an hour in. And there was another 51 minutes. Yeah. And that first hour felt like five hours. (laughs) But you know what this does make me excited for? What? Uh, I am excited for uh, the death of Rob Zombie. No. um, Whoa. I'm excited for... (laughs) No, totally kidding. Totally kidding. Don't cancel me. Um, I am excited for uh, the Wednesday Addams series. Because it seems like... It's like... You could you could just tell that like they're taking it to, in a new direction, but they're taking it seriously, and it that looks fun to me. Yeah. Like that show looks like a good time. Yeah, because we haven't seen they're doing a new take on Wednesday Adams through like her you know, um, teenhood I guess or I guess Jenna Ortega is playing like a young teenager. Yeah, of Wednesday Adams, but I mean Jenna Ortega is on top of the world right now. Uh, Does that come out in November? She, I think. Um, soon. Doesn't? Oh, wait. Did I tell you I saw Bodies, Bodies, Bodies? You did. Dude, I fucked with that movie. I liked it, man. I don't know. Again, and my my friend Steve, who I watched it with, we like found it on like the fire stick or whatever. He's like, dude, I am putting this on specifically. And he saw it already. He was putting it on. He was like, dude, I can't wait to see your face as you watch this movie. And the whole time I was like, dude, I like this. Like, I like this. I like this movie. I and I thought that was fun. I thought it was. I thought the what I found most interesting about that movie was like the drama of the characters. Mm-hmm. I, I like the characters. I thought the ending paid off. For me, I was like, wow. Like, I don't want to spoil it here, but I was like, all right, that's like a, a take on a mystery, you know? I th- I just thought it was a good time. Um, I didn't hate the movie by any means. I just found it, it was just kind of vacant and shallow. After I saw it, I was like, I forgot that I just watched that movie. I mean, nothing about it was, I didn't feel offended while watching it like the monsters, yeah. 
you know, because they it, didn't go hard with like the internet culture and like TikToking and like because it's like millennials and stuff, rich millennials. But like, honestly, if it wasn't for like you know the payoff at the end, um, you could place this movie in like any era. I feel like um, it is definitely of the time though because it's so heavily. The ending relies on the internet, sort of, or, like, social media. Mm-hmm. But, like, it's not, like, completely tied down to social media. Um, like that. Um, I thought the character, where you say it's shallow, I thought, like, the, you know, watching the drama unfold between this group of friends, and, like, it, I thought it was kind of layered with that, because, like, you're kind of mysteries unfolding between like why everyone hates each other and like the friendship is kind of breaking apart and they're not are they really friends and then you have this element of like oh people are getting murdered (laughs) yeah i mean it was well written score was dope the score was cool yeah there was some good dialogue as well but i never want to watch it again i'm glad you enjoyed it um i just thought it was fine you know Nothing amazing, but it's not. And I agree with you. It's nothing incredible. Um, good horror movie for 2022. Totally. I'll take this over some fucking reboot, sequel, requel, whatever. I think, I think so far 2022 has been a solid year of horror. We got barbarian. We had X, we had Pearl, got terrifier Two and hellraiser coming out Two coming out. (laughs) Hellraiser, um, I am kind of, um, I'm still weary, but, um, the second trailer that they released, I, I like her. I like Jamie Clayton as Pinhead. I think it, it seems like it's going to be an interesting take on that, but the story surrounding it, I just hope that it, hope that they nail the story surrounding it. Yeah. The trailer looked good. Um, Hey Doug, you ready to, uh, answer some questions? Do a little, yes, do a yes. little Q and A. Let's do that. Let's pop open the old, uh, the old social media. Yeah, here. we're at almost an hour in, so who knows where these questions could go? I hope they're nice and weird. Uh, you know what? Not as weird as I was. Um, I not as weird as I was hoping for. Not a lot of weird ones, but much love to all the people that sent in uh, questions. Hey, uh, since this um, is always fun. Since I did get a couple. In my messages, how about I go ahead and read these, and then you can knock those out. Yeah, go for it. Uh, my friend Robert Cochran wants to know, favorite kill in the Halloween series? Oh, he sent that to me, too. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll both answer it. <laughs> I, di- I didn't know who that was. Yeah, thanks, uh, thanks, Robert. Yeah, shout out to you, sir. Um. All right, since you're the Halloween aficionado, I feel like you have to take it first. Okay, well, my personal favorite is the first kill in Halloween 6. When Michael comes out of the shadows, grabs that nurse by the throat, and just shoves her fucking head through a spike in the wall. It's just brutal. Yeah, real solid. Real solid. Yeah, it used to scare the shit out of me as a kid. I love the way he just slowly comes out of the shadows. Yeah. Bam. Very forceful, too. Fuck you. Eat this spike. Yeah, it's great. I love it. That's my favorite That's kill a, in the series. You just love that movie. 
I love that movie. No shame here. <laughs> There's some great kills in that one. Um, yeah. How about you? Do you have one that comes to mind? Um. Yeah, it's I. It might be cliche, but <clears throat> I love when um in the first Halloween because it's just so. In this moment, Michael Myers becomes human and not this like evil entity, and that's what's more creepy to me. Um, where he stabs, I his name has escaped me. Uh, the dude with the glasses, uh, Bob. Bob. Uh, stabs him up against the wall and he's just hanging there and he kind of just like tilts yeah. his head and you're like oh what like this is very unsettling and that's pretty gnarly that a knife can hold up a human being <laughs> so yeah I'll i mean go, it's a uh, that one that's a definite definite classic kill and i think nick castle threw in that little head tilt like by himself you know that was his idea to do that and brilliant on his part, because that's what Michael Myers isn't just like this hulking presence. Like you have to add, you have to add some depth to it. Sometimes they overdo it with the fucking head tilt in some of the sequels. It's like every scene he's like, it's like, okay, we get it. He does a head tilt. Yeah. He's like a lost <laughs> puppy or something like that. Um, All right. Yeah, I, I mean, how, I'm. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. What were you saying? You got another one, right? Yeah, I got another question here. Thanks for uh, that question, Robert. Uh, my dear friend Jessica wants to know, which horror film protagonist or antagonist do each of you identify with the most and why? Oh, fuck. That's a thinker. Yeah. That is. Oh, my God. We actually have to <clears throat> think about those ones. And we're just reading these questions just off the bat. Didn't have all day to think about this. So I um, had a little bit of time to think about this. So I'll go ahead and answer. Okay. And um, I didn't even know about it. <laughs> so I'll I'll pick the uh, the antagonist for this. But I guess I would say this might be kind of a boring answer, but maybe like Dexter. Hmm. You know. Okay. Not all a, right. Not a movie, but I, I you know I would never kill horror related show. Yeah, I would never kill somebody. Um, you know, I would if I had to, but. There are times where I'm like, does this person really need to be alive? You know, I've, I've had those <laughs> oh, moments in the in my life. That's, that's why you relate to them. <clears throat> yeah, I'm like, I don't know. I've, um, there have been a couple moments in my life uh, where I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I kind of want to pull a Dexter right now, but, you, you know, know. You can experience that every day dealing with human beings. Oh, yeah. I could get away with it, too. <laughs> if it wasn't for those darn cannolis, motherfucker, we're at Night of the Living Guido. What the fuck are we doing? <laughs> right. so, yeah, I guess I'll say Dexter, just because he kills shitbags that probably, you know, the world doesn't need any. Anyway. Probably, yeah. So. Yeah, I didn't think you were going there, but I, I do I do like that. Um. Because Dexter is a very complicated character. Um, wow, I can't even think of one who I relate to. I'm going through like my favorite movies. Um, Charlie Brewster, Fright Night. I was thinking of it, and I was like, I, I don't know if I relate to him that much. I don't know. I, can I see mean, you. I love it. I I love him. I could see you in that role. You're like the the guy that finds out there's a vampire next door, and you 
you're all hysterical and shit. You're all paranoid. Yeah. Uh, honestly, I might have to go. This might be unconventional, but uh, I'll go with my favorite movie of all time. Um, Rosemary Woodhouse and Rosemary's Baby. Because no one believes anything she's saying. And every time I've, at least sometimes with my family, I've spoken about my anxiety and they don't believe it's real, but it's real to me and it's actually happening. And, hmm. you know, she's living in the, in reality and she keeps getting told like, oh, no, you're fine. You know, you're healthy when she really knows what's going on with her. And she's being told that this isn't happening, but it's really happening. And it's um, a great answer. So I relate. On, I relate on that level. Good answer. All right, Doug. Got some solid ones. All right, let's see. All right, these are all the questions you guys sent to Doug. Yeah. Uh. So we have a whole and they're not amount of them, and they're not anonymous this time. So (laughs) you won't get uh a thousand girls saying how they want to. Oh my! Suck your dick. So. (laughs) (laughs) Speak up, ladies. Why you got to be anonymous? Hit up, hit up my boy. I'm not saying <laughs> Sorry. Okay, let's move on. That's no, fine. It's fine. Um, oh my God, you're so... No, because once they talk to me and realize I'm fucking an OCD crazy person, they're like, I'm out. Oh, um, get out of here. Get the fuck <clears throat> out of here. Uh, this first one comes from my homegirl, uh, Phantasm Michaela, who we also share some OCD... Um, OCD history with because she also has some OCD. So shout out to you, uh, Michaela. She's fucking dope. She's a cool person. Um, she asked best horror movie for setting a sexy mood, Ooh. which is a solid question. My answer would be Fright Night. Easily, that score is so sultry, and like that'll put you, that'll put you in the mood. And I mean, once Chris Sarandon shows up, Dandridge, I mean, forget about it. That has. Knickers flying off all <laughs> over the place. So Fright Night would be my answer. You put on the score to that, and we drop in draws. <laughs> clapping in, <laughs> clapping in <laughs> cheeks. <laughs> cheeks about to be trying slapping. to get a good d- double cheeked up in here. <laughs> okay, this isn't really if you, a... if you were if you were gonna woo a woman. No, that's what good... would you put on? Human centipede. Uh, other than that. I would. <laughs> you know what? This isn't really a horror movie, but um, Edward Scissorhands, man, the the music, you okay. know, it's a a sweet love that, story. That's a kick. I don't know. I might have. You're going for the romantic love. Yeah, I. I remember me and my uh, high school girlfriend used to watch that all the time for some reason. Also, it's a great movie. House of a Thousand Corpses. <laughs> you know what? That is a that is a sexy, gory movie. So I'm totally I'm totally agreeing with you on that. Um, I'm trying to like look around. Um, yeah, any I mean, we're weirdos, so I feel like Ooh, a the, lot of like the Lost Boys is a good one. I so, wouldn't. Know. <laughs> I wouldn't know. You still don't know. Maybe you should find out. I yeah, I really should watch it. Um, Scream, you know, Scream's a good one. Scream's fun because yeah. it's because it's one. It's like you know, basic plot. You could fool fool around, you know, during it. Um, and it's a solid. It's a you know, beautiful looking cast. Uh, Videodrome is a wild one, but it is a very sexy movie. 
Hey, if you're trying to get, uh, if you're breaking out the whips and chains and, you know, the BDSM stuff, throwing a little Hellraiser. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Mm. Definitely. Hey, I had a thought recently. If every horror movie was like a different nightclub on like one block, if if each horror movie had like their own themed bar, you know Hellraiser would be like the dingy BDSM club, you know? Oh yeah, there would be a whole lot of leather. They're People like, would be wearing those like leather tube tops, like yeah. with the fishnet arm things going on. Doing blow in the bathroom. Just a lot of ministry would be playing over the speakers. Yeah. It's like KMFDM. Yeah. <laughs> There'd be like random chain linked fences around for no reason. Exactly. <laughs> we we got this. Hey. Um yeah, so thank you, Michaela, for that question. You that was were a good awesome. question. That was a good one. Um, yeah, she's awesome. Um, that could be a whole episode. Movies to bang to. <laughs> we got we got to come up with a fucking uh, video playlist for that. <laughs> um, Magic Ghost Baby. Uh, she is also an awesome person. Uh, thank you for sharing uh, this question. She also has a dope movie collection as well. Um, which slasher franchise would you most like to be a character in? Hmm. Now, I'm compelled to say Nightmare on Elm Street, but I'm not trying to be killed in my sleep. I cherish my sleep. Um, as much as I love Freddy Krueger, uh, that wouldn't be my pick. I would go with, um, shit, for atmosphere alone, I'm going Halloween. Hmm, yeah. The atmosphere in those movies are just my favorite. I wish I could live in the in that bush that Michael Myers is just, like, hanging out behind like just give me that bush baby yeah um you know you know i love to uh camp i like outdoorsy stuff so i'm gonna go friday the 13th all right yeah Uh, there's a lot of great cabins i I like swimming out i I like cabins i like uh grilling out having some beers just having a good fucking time so i'm gonna go friday let's see if jason will actually let you do that I thought you Friday like Ice Cube. Yeah, I know. That's yeah, why yeah, I said Friday. That's why I said the thirteenth. <laughs> go to uh, go to Compton. Where are they take? Where's that movie taking place? Not Compton. Is that in Compton? I love that movie. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Um. Thanks for the question. Yes, thank you. Shout out to Magic Ghost Baby. You are also awesome. Um. This is from E Spooky Film Guy. This is also topical. Um. How do you think Lori is going to kill off Michael in Halloween Ends? Hmm. I think we're both thinking the same thing. Explosion or something? Is that what you're thinking? Lori's going to die. Are we all not thinking this? I hope so. I mean... Lori's dying. Michael's not dying. Look, I've been Lori, saying this... Lori's going to get offed in this in this trilogy easily. I've been saying this for a while now. Ever since like the first one, and this in Halloween ends, Laurie and Michael are gonna die at the same time. I bet. You think so? I bet it's gonna like be sacrifice. like she's gonna sacrifice herself to save Allison or something. And I don't know. That's just where I see it going. I mean, the marketing for this movie is like very emotional. This is like Jamie Lee Curtis's last run as Laurie Strode. Thank God. So you know she's going out, like you know she's going out with a bang. You're like, fucking please, 
But you know, in 10 years, they're going to, you know, cast a new Laurie Strode and do it all over again. Um, but it seems like they're setting up from like all the interviews that like Laurie Strode is like, she's going to be done completely. Um, so I'm saying Michael doesn't get killed. I'm saying Laurie gets off and you're saying both of them go out. I think, yeah, I think they're both going to die at the same time. Maybe some, you know what? I, I bet she's going to go like Halloween two style, get some gases going in the house. And she's going to say, it's time, Michael. <laughs> Happy Halloween, motherfucker. Suck on this. <laughs> uh, oh, shit. Put this in your pipe something. and smoke it. <laughs> <laughs> what do you, what do you, let's guess the one-liner. <laughs> we are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> <laughs> Call the general and save some time, motherfucker. <laughs> All right. All right. Next question. All right. This one's coming from. Thank you for that question, by the way. Thank you. Uh, can't wait to see what transpires in two weeks. The shit's coming out so soon. I can't believe um, it. It is a wild time in 2022. Um, this question comes from Pumpkin Queens. Uh, Vanessa is one of the nicest people that I talked to on here. She is super cool. Um, her question is, she is cool. Thank you, Vanessa. Slasher... You talk to her, you know her. Yeah. We chat a little bit. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. She's super nice. Yeah. Awesome. One of the nicest people that I know. Um, which horror slasher movie do you think you could survive in? Hmm. Halloween H to a, that's the one version of Michael Myers. I'm like, <laughs> Uh, I think I'd piece. So you, this. You, you could take him. I think I would piece this dude up. He's just, like, <laughs> <laughs> dude. I'll give him a fucking three piece in a soda. <laughs> hit, him, hit him with the two piece knuckle sandwich, baby. Oh man, I'll give him the fucking Bojangles tailgate special. <laughs> Get like, give him the give him the rope a dope. Bite his neck, dude. That's that's four sides, six biscuits, and a fucking gallon of iced tea. <laughs> He <laughs> beats him up. <laughs> Try to run these hands. What's up? <laughs> he about to block that fade. <laughs> um, I survive. I don't think I would survive in a lot of them. Um, oh fuck. It would have. I think I would do well in a zombie apocalypse. I'm not very, um, like survive like tactical in like you know making food and stuff like that. But I could. I'm pretty resilient. I could. I could find a good spot. And like outrun some zombies, so I feel like it would have to be like you know Day of the Dead or Night of the Living Dead or something like that. Yeah, I'm not facing off against any like you know constant entity that's just that just won't die. Zombies can die. Uh, you just got to get rid of a lot of them. Um, so I could definitely. I feel like I could survive a zombie apocalypse. I think we would uh, make a good tag team in the zombie apocalypse. Oh, we would, we would destroy. Oh yeah. You could, you could, you know, do the fishing and stuff like that. And I could gather supplies and I could get out of there like really fast. <laughs> there we go. Cause I am, I am not letting a zombie fucking eat me. Not happening. Hey, I'm not letting a zombie harm a hair on your head, buddy. They're going to have your to get ankles. Your meat. ankles are going to be clear. <laughs> no, no bite marks are getting on filled. No fucking way. Um, <laughs> Thank you for that question. Yeah, thanks, Super Vanessa. Super cool question. 
Uh, and then we have this one, which is an unconventional one. Uh, Jay Zombie. Very cool dude. Shout out to him. Um, he wants to know a book or books that changed your life. Mm. I guess it could be any book. You know what? I wish I were more of a reader, but I'm really not. There have been times in my life where I'm like, that's it. I'm going to buy this book and I am reading this. Um, You know what? I've read this book three times and I know that he's now, you know, there's some really bad allegations against this dude, but Marilyn Manson's autobiography that came out in 98. It's a really good book. I read it like two or three times when I was a teenager. So I know that's not a great answer, especially in 2022, but that's the only one. Yeah. Not sure how true, not sure how true, uh, what true facts are in that book. Since he's the one that wrote it. <sighs> yeah, you might be right, but... But, uh, who knows? That one comes to mind. I wish I had a better answer, but how Being about you, Being that's the only book you read. Um, no, I've, I, I'm I, with you. I <laughs> I can't read. Books. I don't know words. I'm just um, a poor old country boy. I don't know how to read. I'll send you hooked on phonics. Don't worry. We'll, <laughs> we'll, get, you, we'll get you up to speed. I just got electricity last week. This is crazy. No, you're in fucking Amish country. <laughs> All right, what's uh, your what's your answer, Doug? I do I do read mostly. I wish I read more like you. Uh I do I'm very like celebrity obsessed. So I read like autobiographies and stuff like that. Um I would say uh Kevin Hart's book really hmm. really like moved me. I I cried multiple times when I read that book. Um just because what he's accomplished being from what he came from, he was a poor dude growing up in Philadelphia and the mom was very strict with him. His dad was in and out of jail. Uh, he had a tough life, was always forced to do these things that maybe he didn't want to do, but he grew up taking those experiences and like learning from them and realizing that, you know, he has his work ethic due to his mom who like worked her ass off to like put him in a position to succeed and just going through um, all the, I love reading about like early stand up comedy, mm-hmm. like just knowing how like they came up through like the clubs, and he started off doing, you know, work in the smallest places. Like, yeah, he came up with he, uh, like Bill Burr, Patrice O'Neill. Yeah, yep. yeah, he was a staple in the comedy cellar uh, with Patrice, Bill Burr, mm-hmm. Jim Norton, Colin Quinn, and he was like that staple and he always says that if it wasn't for like those guys he wouldn't have like as thick skin as he does now and he's the top one of the top selling comics ever selling out football stadiums so like i just reading his story i'm just like damn it's hmm. came from he came from a lot nice um i too like reading uh different biographies and stuff i i tend not to I'm not going to pretend like I read a lot, but I was never big into like fiction books and stuff. I'm like, I'd rather read about somebody's life or, um, I've read, uh, quite a few like self-help style books. I, I like that kind of shit. Um, I, yeah, that, that stuff can, that stuff can help you, especially if you need to get, you know, perspective on something you're going through. Yeah. Um, I've got some old books on, um, I used to be like really big into Buddhism and stuff. I need to, start reading up on it more. I just find it 
pretty fascinating, but th- I mean, you were a yogi. Uh yeah, I've uh, I've worn many hats in my life. <laughs> my sis my sister's a yoga instructor. Hey man, I I still do yoga. I like yoga. Dude, I loved yoga during the pandemic. My my sister was still doing she transferred to online classes because couldn't do it in person. Um <clears throat> but we did like a couple like one-on-ones and I was like, I fucking love this. Like it feels really good. Stretch out your body, yeah. but like again, consistency. Yeah. If you don't know what you're doing, I can't just, you know, I don't want to, I'm more of like, I like watching it. So like, I'd rather watch someone do it and learn that way rather than like read a book. I'm like more, I like audio visual. Yeah. I mean, I don't like read about yoga, but, um, yeah, do some, uh, YouTube follow alongs. Just find a little 10 minute routine. Find one you like. They do have that. Yes. Yeah. I do those all YouTube is the. Oh, you just you have like a fa- if you have a favorite one, send send it over to me. I do actually. I have like a little fifteen minute warm up uh routine that I like to follow. <clears throat> yeah, you gotta sign up for my sister's uh newsletter. She like releases like cool little she has like some videos of like meditations and stuff you could do, like ten minute, fifteen minute meditations, or even less than that. Nice. Uh I don't know, she just has a good way of wording things and like her newsletter is very like um introspective kind of like makes you stop and think yeah uh, about what you're doing in your in your life take a second breathe live in the moment for yourself all that type of stuff yeah and i've been kind of dipping my toes back into the meditation world just like 10 minutes here and there um yeah it helps it definitely definitely clears your mind uh you just with it sucks because like as much as you shouldn't be in a rush, like you, always, I, you always have to take the time to meditate, and it does help. But it's it's easy to forget to like oh, breathe. So yeah, it's um, it's easy to forget that it's okay to just sit down for ten minutes and literally do nothing. Yeah, you know? dude. Yeah. Sometimes I come home from work and just like sit in silence, because like I mean, you you luckily uh for you you don't have like you know you're not surrounded by a whole lot of noise. Yeah. with your line of work but i come home from a from a show night being you know blaring you know blaring music or just like just loud people coming in through the doors yeah just love to sit there and just like not listen to anything just like zone out into the wall that makes sense so you know of course i'm a massage therapist so i'm playing like some ambient kind of chill maybe some thunderstorm music So when I have a long day of that, when I get in my car, I'm like, all right, I'm ready for some heavy shit. (laughs) Like on my drive home. You're the opposite. You need some Primer 55. Give me some fucking knocked loose or something. Just knocked loose. Some heavy shit. Knocked loose turnstile. Fuck yeah, baby. Yeah, Doug's all turnstile last night. How was that, buddy? Did it? It was a great show. All night. How cold on was us. it? Um, it honestly, I mean, I brought a winter jacket, um, and a beanie. This beanie is still kind of moist from it. Uh, no, it's dry actually. Uh, my jacket is still soaking wet. Um, yeah, it was this outdoor, which I didn't know that it was an outdoor venue until a couple hours beforehand, which I specifically didn't want to do. I hate outdoor venues because you just lose a lot of the sound. Um, yeah. But it was this place called Brooklyn Mirage, uh, which is attached to this place 
Avant Gardner. They do a lot of like EDM music and stuff like that, like all those shows. Uh, and for some reason, Turnstile played there. Um, but it was a real. I would never go to this venue again, <laughs> just because it's outside. Um, and it was in like you have to walk through this huge warehouse first, go through security. They don't do uh, at the bars. There's no cat. You can't bring your cash or card. They won't accept it. You load up your wristband with money. What? And it's it's the fucking future of music venues. Hopefully not. Um, well, how was turned? Yeah, that was one. They were fucking sick. Uh, they were really dope. Put on a really intense show. Um, as soon as the first song started, and like I was off to the. Uh, I was kind of in the front, like the front left mm-hmm. stage, uh, stage right. And they broke out into a uh, holiday uh, for the first song. And as soon as that shit dropped, it was destruction. People, nice. we were getting thrown around and I'm like, I need to back up. Cause like, I don't feel like having my teeth knocked out and people kept walking out of, you know, the front and the middle of the pit bleeding, getting taken out by security. So it was a lot. Uh, but there's, I was surprised at how short they played. They played for like 45 minutes. Um, but they were, they played a lot of good stuff. They played holiday blackout mystery ended with TLC. Did I want to be blind? They did, Blue, they did um, Fly Again, they did Alien Love Call, and they brought out a saxophonist. Nice. Made it, made it very sexy. Um, it was a fun show. I love that uh, I introduced you to them at VHS yeah. Fest. You're like, yo, who the fuck is this? I was like, you never heard Turnstile? I, I am guilty at, I don't care where I am, if, there, if I click into a song, Mm-hmm. I need to know who it is. I, I'm like, I will ask behind the counter at like Urban Outfitters. I've done it before. I was like, yo, t- who is this? I won't Shazam it because I don't have it on my phone. I don't want to risk it not getting it. So I'm like, yo, check the playlist back there and like, tell me, tell me what this is. Um, but yeah, you played it and I was like, yo, what's going on? Like who, like, yeah, they're why do I great. love this so much? But yeah, they're, I'm, I'm bummed that you can't go. I'm bummed that you're... Uh, hey, you're everybody. Anybody in Charlotte <laughs> next Tuesday, I got two tickets to see Turnstile. Um, I just, with the 90s Rewind weekend, buying the plane ticket, hotel, food, beer. It's like, God damn it, man. Just They'll be going on tour again. They're, they're young dudes. <clears throat> yeah, it's just too much time off work. I can't make it to the show. So Yeah, v- VHS... Uh... The VHS night or whatever is more uh, more important. <clears throat> yeah, it'll be fun though. Um, are those all the questions, Doug? That's that's all the questions. Those were some good questions. It's good yeah, episode. we got some solid ones. Yeah, we just bullshitted about whatever. We did a lot of monsters talk. Yeah, you know what? You know what, Doug? Maybe I should give it another shot. I'm gonna watch it to don't, hey don't how torture much... yourself. Don't torture yourself. Would you watch that movie right now for twenty bucks? Like really commit to it. <clears throat> I committed to it the first time. Can't look at your phone. You have to like really die. I didn't look it. at my phone the first time. I'm not saying you did, but I'm just saying, like, for twenty bucks, would you do it? I don't know if I would. 
20 bucks is a little low. <laughs> if, you, if you make it like a good 50. Think about I'll, like, I'll watch it for 50. The amount of movies you wouldn't watch for 20 bucks. All you got to do is sit here and watch a movie. Boom, $20. I mean, that's a, you know, 20 bucks isn't that good of a grocery shop. 50 bucks. I could get some good stuff. I could get two packets of chicken cutlets. That's like 10 bucks <laughs> right there. Uh, the vegan harvest pizzas that I get are like 10 bucks. So, you know, you can do a solid shop. Get get some you know, garlic cloves and yeah, cherub but- tomatoes. How much would you do it for? You would uh, you would do it for twenty bucks? Oh, right now? Yeah, no. right, right. The second? No, I would not. No, I'd be like, it's it's not worth it. It's too but, too soon. Uh, it's way too yeah. soon for that to happen. Um. Well, I think that's gonna just about do it for this episode. I'm not sure what the next one will be on. Uh, maybe Terrifier yeah, too. Terrifier, Terrifier too. Yeah. Maybe Terrifier 2 and Hellraiser? Yes, because that comes out... Well, you're seeing Terrifier 2 the 7th, right? Yeah, and that's the day that Hellraiser comes out. You know, I, I'm seeing Terrifier 2 the 6th. Hellraiser comes out the 7th. Um, so, do you plan on watching Hellraiser during the day? Uh, depends on if I have any clients. I'll have to see how my, my day turns out. Yeah, I will probably watch it. So, if you watch it... If you end up watching it the seventh, I'll probably watch it during the day too, uh, before I go in, um, hmm. because we got a show that night, and uh, it's the only time I can watch it. What show? Tomorrow we have ZZ Top. Oh shit! Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, all Jim Gaffigan shows. Oh wow. Okay. Do you like Jim yeah. Gaffigan? I think no. he's okay. Yeah. He's right. He sells out, which is cool. So that's fine. I like I like sold out shows. Yeah, he's not my favorite comic, but he's pretty funny. He's doing he's doing one show on the sixth, two shows on the seventh and eighth, and one show on the ninth. So it's a lot of. Uh, Do you think he'll gym. talk about bacon or hot pockets or food? Well, yeah. Over under, yeah. <laughs> that's happening. We got we got to go see a show at some point. Yeah. You got to come uh, to the city. We'll go to the comedy cellar. Hey, you know what, dude? Maybe like in December, I want to get up there. Yo, do it, dude. You got to yeah. play. You know, you got a place to stay, baby. Yeah, we'll, we'll make it happen. Hell yeah. <clears throat> we'll, we'll work it out. But, um, hey, thanks, thanks for listening, everybody. We will catch you on the next one.